We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I give our guys credit, man. They hung in there and, and they figured out a way to get a win. And, and that's what I think one of the things they've been really good at this year. And we definitely uh, have a lot to take out of this game and, and learn from. Bills head coach Sean McDermott still, I yelled at him, unbeaten at home. Yeah, with the timeouts. I am surprised my wife didn't come downstairs because I was... What did you, did you, did you yell, are you saving him for the good place? I might have yelled a few curse words and words, I don't remember the exact, but it's something to the effect of, would you stop with these bleeping defensive timeouts? I, I mean, was very it, angry. It, I know what he said after the game. He said he thought it, there was going to be a guy running free. Yeah. So, but I thought it's Skylar Thompson. He probably still won't take advantage of it. I just, yeah, the defensive timeouts, which is what McDermott does. I mean, that's right. It's part of his MO. So, all right. So there were two times I yelled at the screen. One was on the back-to-back incomplete deep throws to Gabe Davis. And I absolutely lost it on the fourth and sixth timeout. I was... I was an angry person. You know, it would be nice if a timeout came and brought back a touchdown. Yes. Now, <laughs> yes. that was a not, good call. Not a turnover on downs. That was a good timeout. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was a weird game for both coaches. You know, McDaniel, how many times did the play clock get to zero and they get the snap off? I mean, they just seemed to be – they blew timeouts. They got delay of game. They blew timeouts to prevent a delay of game. I know the um, – on the fourth and – Inches turns out to be a fourth and six. He thought they got a first down on third down, so it messed up their personnel. Okay, but a number of times either Thompson wasn't digesting the information properly in the huddle or McDaniel was waiting too long to get him all that stuff because how many times did they break the huddle? You look at the play clock going, all right, there's seven seconds on the play clock. You guys aren't going to get this thing off on time. Two, one, zero, wait, snap, because the NFL doesn't have a device in the stadium to actually notify anybody when the play clock's at zero. So you get a bonus second or two. I mean, they had a hard time. Their offense just getting plays called and breaking the huddle was a challenge. And, yeah, McDermott's defensive timeouts, uh, that one particularly. um, If I had here, I would have pulled it out, but I don't have anything to pull out. I also learned yesterday that I have no idea what the rules are for when they like move the the play oh, call. The play clock <laughs> reset. They like yeah. they raise their hand like up like to to boost yeah. the play clock back up, and then sometimes they just do it. Yeah. And I'm like, why did they do that? Why is it at 25 seconds again? Yeah. Sometimes if you're like Tom Brady, you just tell them what to do, and they'll just and listen they'll just to you. Do it. Yeah. yeah. I like when Mahomes points for a flag, I'm like, oh, okay, he wants a flag. We'll just throw it. <laughs> I will say this yesterday. I did pretty good on what's the catch based on the NFL standards. Like yeah. there was, like the Knox touchdown, I knew was going to get overturned. 
there were a couple other catches where you Let's, look at, okay, for sure, there, people, this is not a catch about, based on what the NFL tells me. What about the Diggs one at the end of the first half? Not a catch. Yeah, no, I'm no, that's that one fine. Was close. Yeah. The, yeah. the crowd was very upset about you that. You know, one, because but. of I the way like, they showed the replay, yes. I think on the Jumbotron. On the Jumbotron, I felt yeah. like they were <clears throat> maybe baiting is the wrong word here, but they were showing the feet, the feet, the yes. feet, the feet. And that angle, when I saw it at home, I got, oh, it's a catch. Like, yeah, right. I totally saw his feet were in, but they didn't couple the feet with the ball bouncing off his hand. He didn't yeah. have possession. If when he, he had feet in. caught it with one hand and it stuck right away, that's a catch. Catch. The yeah. first foot. The the third foot wasn't in. Yes. First foot was in, second foot was in, but on the first foot, he didn't have possession. Right. So I think they got that right. Do you feel like the, the but, here, but, here's but the here's problem the, with that though? There's one problem with that. If that's ruled a touchdown, it's automatically reviewed. Right. Because they review scoring plays. Yep. Instead, it's just not looked at. Right. Right. Well, and that's that, all right. I think that's what How, people were upset about that they didn't even look at. And what the about the booth review around. at the end of the, when whenever it was with seven seconds left in the first half? And McDermott has to – that's it. McDermott has to blow he, a timeout right. because they don't boost review. Now maybe they run another play. Why didn't they – they boost review. The sky judge is turning things around all the time, right? Why didn't they boost review that play? They made the Bills burn their final timeout. Why? Right, because right, the Bills then were waiting around to see if they were reviewing it. And by the time they realized, okay, they're not reviewing it, what was there, like seven, seven seconds, seconds left? And, the, and there was no time in the play, play clock. clock. So they didn't that's burn right. Their timeout. So he – now again – Maybe they try. I don't know if they would have run one more play and then kicked the field goal, but they would have had a timeout left. So I, that bugged me. Here's the thing, too. I got to get the calls on what's a catch. Like I said yesterday, I had a pretty good handle on it. What was the throw? Was it Waddle? There was a long. There was a, a downfield throw on the Miami sideline for a first down, where eventually the ball comes out yeah. because he falls down out of bounds and the ball comes out. And on, I mean, Nance and Rome are like. Is that a catch? Did he complete play? I'm like, guys, if that's not a catch, shut the league down right now. Yeah. He, the ball came out in West Seneca. Like, he was so far <laughs> out of bounds. He caught the ball. He took steps. He goes out of bounds. He has possession. He finally falls down on the Miami bench, and the ball comes out. If that's not a catch, what are we in business for? So I think I had a pretty good – I was very happy that I had a handle on what was a catch and not a catch yesterday. Final thought before we get to some calls here. Let's roll calls. There are no style points in the playoffs. Just win. And, and again, this a game yesterday like that doesn't equal like people are gonna people are gonna think I know you will right right away you got done going oh my god we're gonna get our ass kicked by Cincinnati this doesn't equal how they look on Sunday at three o'clock it's no indicator of how they're gonna look against the city. they might lose yep but it's but if they lose it's not well guys they only beat Miami by three so they're destined to lose to Cincinnati by seventeen no well the Bengals lost the starting lineman. Yeah, and, and, we'll what, yeah. and maybe their number one corner. We'll see what you know if he has any. Oh, injury. Apple, that's right. Yeah, Eli yeah. Apple went yeah. out for a bit. Uh, I wasn't sure if he came back in the game. I think he did come back in the game at one moment. No, I don't know. Okay. I, I I went to bed at halftime, so you'd have to. I'll have to check. I can check snap count and see if he came back. Yeah, look, just the offense looked at times terrible, but it doesn't mean. <laughs> That's going to carry over into Cincinnati. By the way, Cincinnati didn't look good beating Baltimore. So no, are Bengals uh, fans freaking out this morning? I was going to say, speaking of Eli Apple, even if he is healthy, he got roasted oh. by Demarcus Robinson. Oh, okay. See, I didn't, I didn't see that Absolutely right. destroyed hmm. on yeah. a quick slant and go. A lot of burnt Ooh. toast memes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Just, yeah. All right. Get some calls in? Let's do it. Let's get connected with our fans because it is Bill's Football Monday. Pat in Suffern, thanks for holding on. You're on WGR. Go right ahead. 
Hey, how's it going today? Good, thank you. Uh, just a couple things. Um, I think, you know, the one interception was, uh, like, off the guy's hand and everything. So, you know, I mean, an interception is an interception. But still, that really wasn't – one wasn't on Allen. And uh, I had a question about the uh, – the problems Miami was having. Do you think that was on the court? Do you think that was because of the quarterback, like he wasn't, you know, giving the guys a play and getting them to the, to the line quick enough, or was it the coach? It, it could have been a combination. I know McDaniel, I think he did say there were some communication issues after the game, so I, yeah. it could have been a combination of the two. I don't know if it's just he's getting plays in late or Thompson is not relaying everything properly because they broke the huddle late a lot yesterday. Could be that's your third-string quarterback who had, you know, not a ton of reps with starters this season. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I, it was I, – I don't know if – man. I was going to say, I don't know the last time I would have seen an offense have that many plays go off as the play clock was going to zero or, you know, a split second after it went to zero. They went to the line late so many times yesterday. So it's probably some kind of combination of the two. Let's go to Scott and Cheek Delaga uh, here on WGR. Go ahead, Scott. Morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. Uh, this constant comparison between the two offenses of last year and this year, uh, I've heard it on your station a few times where the folks, with not just this time zone, not this time frame, but all day long, all week long, last year's offense on paper wasn't better than this year. This year was better. And I think. Part of the reason why I think we knock this year's offense or this year's AOC is because Dable is easier to like, and he's taken his new team to high, you know, the, the playoffs, and he's turned that team around. I think partially it's in our heads that, one, they're not as pretty a win, and, two, the guy was easier to like, and, and our current G, uh, OC is, is, is smug and he throws tantrums, and he's not as fun. And at the end of the day, Allen's thrown one less interception this year than last year. His completion percentage is exactly the same from last year to this year, 63.3%. He's no different. The, the offense is within 100 yards of each other from the year over year. At the end of the day, it doesn't look as pretty, and we don't like the OC for some reason any better or worse. But this offense isn't, in fact, I'd argue it's more well-rounded in the use of the running back. And I don't know, I just, this narrative that this new OC has, has made it worse. And Jeremy just said it after the break. There's no style points. I don't think there's style points at any point during the season, especially not the playoffs. And I like the fact that our team wins close games because in the past, we never did. They've won, okay. They won a lot of close games over the over the years. Scott, I'm going to run. They had a run of like five in a row that they lost. Two years but, ago, they won close games. Yeah, Scott, they, they, they I won. Can sum it up in one sentence. I know it's a four hour show, and I'm supposed to do that, but this offense, it looks too hard for this offense to score yeah. at times. And they can get 34 points, but they look like they really work so hard to move the ball at times. That wasn't the case. And by the way, I have nothing against Ken Dorsey. Yeah, the whole I thing about being smug about and tantrum. throwing tantrums, that's you, not us. I watch his Zoom calls every Monday. He's fine. I have no problems personally with Ken Dorsey. I like Dable. Dorsey's fine. This offense works a lot harder to get in the end zone. 
So that's it for me. All right. Um, I told you it's a four-hour show. I'm supposed to talk <laughs> longer. But that's it. It but, just And they hit these. Every offense is going to hit funks, right? I get it. It's, I mean, Dable, Dable's offenses would go a quarter or a quarter, whatever. They'd have bad drives. But this team at the end of the day gets its 30 points, gets its 400 yards, and you look at it and go, man. They really struggle to move the ball. They look lost at times. They look disorganized at times. At times, Josh plays out of control and makes bad decisions. At times, he doesn't have guys getting separation. The running game is okay, it's fine. not great, but it doesn't have to be great because you lean on your passing game, and it's just the red zone was a problem earlier this season, the interceptions, the turnovers. The offensive line at times can't protect him against pressure. It's just a conglomeration of things, and it just doesn't look like a finely tuned machine. They didn't have this many red zone turnovers under the previous no, coordinator. No, maybe no, that's the quarterback. Nowhere near. Listen, like I would just zoom out and do this. You want to tell me the offense is better, and the stats say that last year they didn't have to sign two street free agents and dress them in the playoffs. John Brown and Cole Beasley. Yeah, right. Why are they back? The answer is because the Bills know their need offense help. needs help. Yeah. So I'm not telling you it's terrible, but don't try to tell people that, oh, no, it's great. It's not. There's no problem. They signed guys off the street to get the band back together because the quarterback needs people that he can trust more because they don't trust McKenzie enough. Because, you know, I, I, again, there are no style points. I'm good with that. But, you know, the, the, the stuff about Dable is easier to like. I don't know. He was here for four years and took the quarterback from – a moldable piece of clay into a stud. And right now, I would tell you, a lot of coordinators could have a good offense with Josh Allen at quarterback. The question is, can, are you going to be great? And if Dorsey ends up being great, fantastic. I don't think he's great yet. No. The, my, my, my answer will all, or my question will always be, how bad would you have to be as a coordinator for anyone to notice? Tenth, would the offense be tenth? Would that be very bad? And they weren't tenth. You know, they're second in points scored or something. Mm-hmm. Depends yeah. on what you're what you're looking for. Yeah. But yesterday they get thirty four points on sixteen possessions. Okay, they punted five times. Joe, five punts. Yeah. yeah. Allen fumbles three times. He throws two picks. I mean, they are sloppy, and they don't. I guess like scheming guys open trick plays or something. We always like talk about. I don't need trick plays, but. They would play in the postseason. They've played with an attitude on offense, an unstoppable attitude. And even in games they lost, whether that's the 13 seconds game, and that's Allen in his finest hour with Gabe Davis there, or if it's the Houston game where the first drive they go down and they score. This team had an incredible stretch of like scoring on their first possessions, right? Eight straight, mm-hmm. and that has dried up a bit. So I think they're fine, but. You know, I don't want to get after anybody that thinks it doesn't look the same. I think there are a lot of people that would say that, and then I don't think they're necessarily wrong. Yeah, the good news is they're still scoring, and they're still one of the best offenses in the league. And but, yes, we've raised the bar. I bet they you know, look. They probably have the same discussion in Kansas City when the Chiefs aren't, you know, looking like a finely tuned machine. I mean, those guys are doing ring around the rosy, rolling out uh, and having tight ends throw touchdowns. They're, I mean, the Chiefs are. I did like. I thought that was fun. I got a lot of crap on Twitter about that. I thought it was funny, um, but yeah, no. I like I said. You, you, if you just if you look at the stat sheet, I know the caller pointed out numbers and they're all the same and all that. And you can look at the stat sheet, and you will look at and go thirty four points and I think it was four hundred and twenty three total yards. Good numbers. They had good success on third down. 
They were 75% in the red zone, which is above their season average. So that was good, three for four. But again, like like I said, the second quarter, the third quarter, and how the offense basically gets bogged down. And, you know, the turnovers, the three turnovers, the questionable decisions, the, hey, you keep throwing it long when I think there are plays open that are shorter, easier, higher percentage throws. There's just, I don't know, I'm just telling you, I never felt this way the last two seasons that I did this season these last couple months where it's a struggle. And it's not just, well, that, you know, guys, it happened against the Jets because they got a great defense. Miami's doesn't, Miami does not have a great defense. They've got a really good defensive line. They've got some good talent up front, but that's not a great defensive unit. And they gave the Bills fits yesterday in that game. 803-0550 to join us. Uh, we'll go to, we'll get connected with our fans. We're going to Jerry and Kenmore next. You're on WGR. Go right ahead. You know, it's funny, Jeremy. Um, I, I've been saying since the end of the game yesterday, stop thinking this has to be pretty. It doesn't have to be pretty. You just need to advance. And each game is independent of the previous game. It's a matchup league. We got Vaughn Miller to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Why do you think Miami has these great pass rushers to beat the Buffalo Bills? I think Miami has figured out that the way to beat us is not to try and stop us, but to change the number of possessions and create turnovers. They're not going to stop us. So if you can change the number of possessions, and that's, they were successful with that yesterday. They were successful with that in Miami. It's, it's a matchup league, and, and, and week to week the matchups changes. And I'll tell you the play that bothered me yesterday was the Knox non-catch. He made that more difficult than it needed to be by the position of his hands. you got to catch that ball if you play in this league. And then that's 21 nothing. Um, the last comment I want to make is we have to sign these two street free agents. Two words for you, Isaiah Hodgson. He looked pretty good yesterday. He did. He continues to look very good. He's going to be maybe one that got away. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the cards were kind of stacked here. I don't know how who he would have beat out. but Jay Kumaro. There's They weren't going to keep him over Kumaro because of their special teams affinity. Right? They weren't going to keep him over Kumaro. I mean, right. he would have been the sixth receiver here. And he w- that means he would have had to be here for special teams. He wasn't going to okay. be here for special teams. I'm not telling you it's right or wrong. I'm telling you there's no way they were going to keep him over Kumaro because they thought he's a better receiver, but he's buried on the depth chart. How much were they going to use Isaiah Hodges? I mean, you could trim at an offensive line spot. You could trim at running back. You mm-hmm. could trim somewhere else on special teams. They could have trimmed. They could have made it work. Yeah. No. Hey, maybe this is credit mm. to Brian Dable, who took a player that was on the, you know, wasn't going to do much here and turned him into a big weapon in New York where they needed some receiving help. Yeah, he's helped them quite a bit. I mean, they they were, they were in very, very desperate need. And, you know, I'm not sure how many times Isaiah Hodgins would have been targeted here. But, you know, as he continues to grow, it'll look like it, it doesn't necessarily have to mean that much this year. But when we get to the offseason, regardless of what the Bills do, we're going to talk receiver. Oh, yeah. And they're going to need to add one or two. A big weapon. At least one. And a guy we perceive is going to turn out to be your big-time number two next to Stephon Diggs. Because I just don't think that's Gabe Davis. I do wonder if Beasley... Even though Gabe had a big game If, if, if Beasley feels like with each game he gets closer and closer to game speed... He played or, a lot of snaps yesterday. He, he, he did. He played like 30 snaps yesterday. And he looked like yeah. Beasley. Yeah. Right? The catch and run, the touchdown. is his first postseason touchdown of his career. And he just... I, I don't want to say he didn't. He looked like he hadn't missed a beat in a couple of years, but he just looked like Beasley. Yeah. So if he can get back to what that is, and I, like I said, I wonder what he would say 
if two weeks ago he was at 100% or slowly working back to NFL game speed. Think about Beasley here. He, he, he makes a stop in Tampa for a couple weeks, and here he is in a playoff game back in Buffalo. Yeah. Not just back for the stretch run, but it's the playoffs, and you're up and you're getting targets and touchdowns. And, and Shakir played well yesterday. I know he dropped he dropped the 54-yarder. He made a hell of a catch on the 30-yard reception. He got 30 snaps, so, I mean, he got a lot. Well, McKenzie was out, of course, but Shakir, that's got to be his highest snap count in a long time. Uh, and he made some nice plays yesterday, some, so maybe, you know, maybe Shakir will turn into another option uh, in what we hope will be a playoff run going forward for what? One, two, three more games. 803-0550 to join us. It is Bill's Football Monday. If you're on hold, hang on. We're going to get more of your calls. We keep taking your calls. That's what we do. We're also going to check in with Chris Brown. Of course, I was on the call of yesterday's game. That's coming up in a moment. Football Monday is brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. Back from his own end zone, heaving down the left sideline, intercepted by Kyrie Elam at the 32-yard line. The rookie with the biggest defensive play of the game for the Bills. Fakes the handoff to Singletary. Allen looking to run, now going to fire to Knox. Caught in the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Somebody get the fire extinguisher. Dawson Knox is as hot as a firecracker. Chris Brown on the... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Callie's joining us in a moment. Dawson Knox, by the way, has a touchdown in five straight games. Bill's tweeted this stat out, or it was part of some of the stats they sent out after the game. It's... Uh, it was the only other tight ends to have a longer consecutive games touchdown streak in the same season than Dawson Knox's five games are uh, Travis Kelsey and Rob Gronkowski. So pretty good company. Mr. Chris Brown joining us on the Wester Hotline had that call and, uh, well, called the whole game, actually, when you really think about it. Uh, Chris's segment is brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com by Dunn Tire, official tire dealer of the Buffalo Bills, by Sullivan's Brewing Company from Ireland to Buffalo, the best sales in the world, by Lockwood Outdoor Store, High-impact gear for hardworking men and women. Good morning, Chris Brown. Thank you for joining us here on Bill's Football Monday. Good morning, guys. So did you ever, 
you're busy doing the game, so you, it's not like you're at home <laughs> hunkered down and you have time for your thoughts. But Jeremy and I started the show this way. I mean, I never thought you didn't either. I'm sure that the game was going to be that close. When the Bills fell behind, I still thought they were going to win the game. Were you ever worried? Were you ever nervous? Did you think at any point, oh, my God, they actually could lose this football game? Well, I, I think when you see ball security being such an issue and knowing the turnover is the great equalizer in NFL football, it's, you know, any play, you could turn it over again and just fritter the game away. So you have to entertain the thought uh, did I believe that was going to be the outcome? No, but they were playing with fire there for a while, guys. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we've been talking about Allen and, and some of the vertical throws and the plays they were trying to make. You guys have a, a an over-the-top vantage point, you and Eric. Any, you know, was Do you think he was trying to do too much? Do you think were the Dolphins credit the Dolphins for showing him a certain look he thought he could beat with some of those throws downfield because – you know, it was uh, it was an offense that kept both teams in the game yesterday. Yeah, I think that Miami's approach was anticipated by Ken Dorsey, which was a lot of zero blitz at the beginning of the game, and they had answers for that built into the game plan early, and it's a big reason why the Bills were up 17 uh, nothing early in that football game because they anticipated what Miami was going to come with. They were anticipating a desperate defense. And they got that, and they had answers, and they executed. The problem is they were so successful that I think it lured Josh into a false sense of security that, oh, every time there's a zero blitz, we're going to hit a big play. And I think you have to allow yourself to understand the law of averages, especially with what, in essence, are low percentage plays. Downfield throws, they're not a high degree of success. The problem is they experienced a great degree of success early in the game, and I think Josh maybe got lured into this false sense of security that that was going to be there throughout, and that's just not the way games go. There's an ebb and flow. There are changes. There are adjustments, and I I don't think they adjusted quickly enough when they were up where I, I would have said, hey, maybe let's be a little bit more efficient here now that we're out to a comfortable lead, work some clock, that kind of stuff. I realize they're facing a top-five run defense, so just committing to a ball-control run approach really wasn't realistic. But I think we've seen this offense before you know, flip the script and go to a more short-passing, efficient, move-the-sticks, stay-on-schedule type of approach. And I think they could have at least turned to some of that after they had the lead. The so Diggs in that first quarter, you mentioned like things were seemingly coming easy, and that included Stefan Diggs having a big first quarter, big first half. Did you guys notice was there anything Miami was doing because he went from a massive first half to literally not being involved in the second half? One target, no catches. Yeah, they they were rolling coverage after that. Um, they were determined to not let Stefan take over the game from start to finish. So they made adjustments because he had six catches in the first four drives, and he was already over 100 yards. So, they, yeah, they made an adjustment there. And so then it was on the rest of Buffalo's receiving core to carry the load. And I think for the most part, those guys did. I, I think the most encouraging thing I come out of the game with, guys, is the fact that Gabe Davis, 
put up a big day when he was called upon. And, you know, you had other people contributing as well. Dawson Knox, Khalil Shakir flashed again. Um, and that's a big spot, by the way. The Khalil Shakir play on third and one. I mean, again, <laughs> going for a low percentage throw deep down the field. You're putting an awful lot of faith in a rookie receiver. And he made an unbelievable contort his body type catch uh, to keep that drive going. But. I think that's the that's the biggest positive I take out of the game offensively, the fact that there were guys lower on the pecking order in the receiving core that made important plays, and I think that makes Buffalo's passing game more difficult to defend going forward. Because the Bengals are going to see that on film and say, oh, man, even if we take care of Diggs, we're not out of the woods yet. Chris Brown with us. We're taking your calls, too, 850 We'll get connected with our fans, Ed in Orlando. Thanks for holding on, and you're on with Chris as well. Go right ahead. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. Um, a couple observations. Uh, did you notice that they had to spy for Josh Allen yesterday? I don't think Josh has ever seen a spy before. Almost like dating him, look, if you're going to run, you know, we got somebody to count for you. And I think that contributed to, you know, the seven sacks that we saw yesterday. You know, that was kind of disturbing to see that Josh was sacked seven times. And the other thing that Romo even pointed out on the telecast was the Dolphins seemed to give up the whole middle of the field. I mean, they had no linebackers in the interior, and they were almost like saying, go ahead, try to beat us over the middle. And we did not take advantage of that. You know, just little things like that all added up to making my appointment with the cardiologist later today very, very stressful. (laughs) I'm going to have a hard time explaining to my cardiologist like, what's going on? I go, well, there was a Bills game yesterday, and yeah. I don't think she's going to understand that. So I just want to hear what your thoughts were about the spy that was now being implemented for Josh, because I don't think he's ever saw a spy before, and opening up the middle field. And the last thing I want to say, for the love of Pete, can we have a screen pass to a running back or Dawson Dox, an old-fashioned screen pass? I haven't seen the Bills run a screen pass in, well, weeks upon weeks, other than a you know bubble screen so let me hear what your thoughts are, and guys, have a great day and a great Monday. Thanks, Ed. Good luck with your visit. He's seen spies before. This would not be – I mean, he, there have been, I'm sure, plenty of teams that, right, Chris will do that, or sometimes they might look like they're rushing four or five, and one guy basically doesn't rush. He kind of stands his ground, <clears throat> reads what Josh Allen is doing on the play. He's seen a spy an awful lot. As a matter of fact, in the last Dolphins game, he had a spy on him. They used Justin Bethel back in Week 15 – Yesterday, they switched and went to a more athletic safety in Elijah Campbell, uh, who served as the spy. Bethel, I think they discovered, wasn't fast enough Mm -hmm. to keep up with Josh. So they chose a faster player in Elijah Campbell to spy him, the backup safety. I mean, Bethel's a safety, too, but he's just not as fleet of foot. And they used him, you know, between the 20s. Josh usually has a spy on him in the red zone most weeks. Um, between the 20s, though, I think the Dolphins deployed that more often yesterday, and it did make Josh look indecisive. Um, even Eric mentioned it on the broadcast, how hesitant Josh seemed to be willing to just take off and run when he had green grass in front of him. Um, he, Eric was even calling for Josh to start running more uh, because he was doing it so infrequently through the course of the game. So I'm sure they'll go over that, you know, in film review and come up with a solution for that because with as successful as it was, you better believe Cincinnati's going to use that at least during portions 
of Sunday's game. Well, Mr. Brown, as always, thank you for uh, hanging out with us and uh, another good job on the broadcast, sir, and appreciate it. We'll uh, talk to you later this week, I guess. Yeah, we'll catch up with you guys later in the week. Thanks, All right, Chris. Have a good day. Uh, Chris and Steve, of course, will be on with One Bills Live again. There's a Sabres game today at 1, but we're going to have that on our sister station, the Bet 1520, pregame at noon, and a 1 o'clock game, and we'll stay with regular uh, all-day-long Bills Football Monday programming here on WGR, including One Bills Live. Chris's segment was brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com by Duntire official tire dealer of the Buffalo Bills by Sullivan's Brewing Company from Ireland to Buffalo, the best deals in the world by Lockport Outdoor Store. High-impact gear for hardworking men and women. If you're on hold, hang on. More of your calls coming up, 803-0550. It is Bills Football Monday on WGR. Right around Huntley, eight reaches. Oh, that ball's out. That's live. Back the other way, Sam Hubbard. The Cincinnati kid. Hubbard's got a convoy. Chased by Andrews at the 30, the 20. He will score. Mike Tirico on the call on the huge play from the game last night. The Sam Hubbard fumble return for the touchdown that gave the Bengals the win. Stat of the day. Multiple stats, actually. Next-gen stats. Cincinnati gained 41 percentage points in win probability. Ooh, you got 41. I've got it at 46. Okay. Next-gen stats had them at 45.8% winning the game. It went to 87.6 after the fumble return touchdown. Yep. It is the longest go-ahead touchdown in the fourth quarter in NFL playoff history. It is the longest fumble return for a touchdown in NFL playoff history. And how about this? The Bengals, who've been around, I don't know, a long time, right? They have won back-to-back games in the playoffs. A playoff game in back-to-back seasons, I should say. For the first time in the history of the franchise. Last year, of course, making it to the Super Bowl. And this win is the first time they've ever had a playoff win in consecutive seasons. I was surprised to see that stat. I mean, at some point, Boomer Esiason somewhere, Carson Palmer, anywhere. No, that's the first time under Joe Cool, who I assume lit up the playoff cigar last night after the game. Was the best quarterback of the day yesterday Daniel Jones? Yes. From what I limit my limited <laughs> viewing was. of that game, he was great, right? It's he was just, very good. He's very efficient. Although Brian Dable... He ran for like 80 yards. Brian Dable was asked after the game, he said, played good. And I think they were giving Dable like a little... Like, good? Is that all? Can you not... He's not really the kind of guy who will say great things about players. It is worth mentioning the Vikings have a horrific defense. Horrible. Yeah. Awful A couple good guys up front. Uh, But yeah. They've been getting scored on all year. So the two best quarterbacks of the weekend, Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy. (laughs) Trevor Lawrence had a hell of a second half. He did. After an unbelievably nightmarish beginning to the game for him, first quarter. Bills Bengals, the good news is that before that, on Saturday, we'll get Jags Chiefs. So Bills Bengals, we're going to know if they're playing for home game or Atlanta. Guys, should I? How invested should I get in Jacksonville winning that game? They could beat the. They could. I. Be, I think a little bit. They could beat the Chiefs. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They could beat the Chiefs. It, it was one of the things that was a, a slight pull last night watching Baltimore Cincinnati. If Baltimore won, I'd give Baltimore very little chance to beat the Chiefs. You know, they would have gone to mm-hmm. and Jags would have come here, and I would have been fine with that instead yeah. of Cincinnati. But if you want, if your if your outcome you want is the game here. Well, then Cincinnati winning might be better, and Jacksonville, I think, has a better chance to take down Kansas City. The other thing, too, is all week we were building up. We want the Chargers, right, because that's a bigger threat. 
to the Chiefs because they played them close. The Jaguars did play them close earlier in the year. They only lost by 10 at home. And I pointed this out on Twitter Saturday night. I trust a coach like Doug Peterson. Second time. That's a good point. Over Brandon Staley. Just because of the decision making. Like, Staley... Saley runs from his own shadow at this point. Like he is d- not aggressive. He does not go for it. He got conservative in the yeah. fourth quarter when they were in the process of blowing the game the other night. And meanwhile, Doug Peterson, when faced with an opportunity to kick the extra point and tie the game, he goes for two. Well, you know what? Now, would he have gone for two anyway? Chiefs. He did get the. That's the penalty call, right? They moved yeah. the ball from the two to the one. Uh, as they're driving, I actually was thinking, if they score, does he go for two? Maybe he would have anyway. I think after it was a no-brainer after the penalty, and they moved the ball. And you're like, it's one yard. Absolutely go for two. But, yeah, he made he made some big decisions. Hey, Brian Dable had a big fourth down and one call and went for it yesterday to not give the ball back to the other team. So, all right, I'll get a little bit, a little bit invested in Jacksonville then. Let's uh, go and get connected with our fans. Rich in Buffalo, thanks for holding on. You're on WGR. I know you got a ton of calls, so I'm going to try and go as quickly as I can. Miami scored nine points uh, at home last week. They had 252 yards of total offense against the Bills. Of course, the 300 yards of dropped touchdown passes doesn't count. Now, I'll agree that short fields are a problem. But where is it written that a short field has to result in a touchdown? I do understand that Josh played poorly. 24 completions, 372 total yards of offense, three touchdown passes, a 95% quarterback rating, and put up 34 points. That is truly a terrible game. Bottom line, the Buffalo defense gave up 24 points to a third-string quarterback playing on the road. Will we ever come to the realization that our defense sucks? Have a good day. I gave up 24 points on 15 possessions. 16. They only allowed one drive of 40-plus yards. I don't even – I'm not even going to go there, so whatever. I mean – no, by the way, nobody said Josh had a terrible day, but Josh kept the Dolphins in the football game and the offense. I shouldn't say just the quarterback. The line had problems. Guys dropped. Knox dropped a touchdown. Shakir dropped a 54-yard pass. The offense kept Miami in the football game. It's okay to say that, Rich. And the defense doesn't suck. They gave up a 75-yard touchdown drive. The other offensive touchdown because Miami had two offensive touchdowns in 16 drives, came when they got the ball at the Bills' 18-yard line after the Bills turned the ball over on an interception. All right. We'll get a break. 803-0550 to join us. It is Bills Football Monday. Hey, we've got folks on hold. Don't go anywhere. We've got an open hour. We'll get right back into more of your phone calls as we continue. Football Monday on WGR brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. Gives to Cook, coming around the left side, outrunning a Landon Roberts to the end zone. Now we're cooking with gas. James Cook with a 12-yard touchdown run. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.